Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey. Looking for the right deals to spice up your love life? Well, look no further than BlazingRyeRadio.com. Click on the banners for AdamEveToys.com. Once you're there, you'll find vibrators, dildos, women's sex toys, men's sex toys, male masturbators, anal sex toys, kinky bondage, strap-ons, and a few of these featured products at the moment. You got Adam's Extension, a pleasure enhancer. A&E Vibrating Silver Bullet 2.0 and the Adam and Eve Ball Buzzer Penis Ring. Just go to blazingryeradio.com, click on the banners for Adam Eve Toys, and you'll find a good head kit for him, Oral Sex Essentials Kit, Adam and Eve Deep Throat Gel, and Passion Packs for Couples. Trust me, you and your partner will be getting busy in no time. Blazingryeradio.com Beatles trumped jaw. I was going to do a little 
Where would I be without you? <laughs> well, wait, Don Rule is better. Uh, there we go, meet the lady. Back. Clap back. <laughs> we going to clap back. We going to clap back. Let's take it to We're going to clap back. back. Um, <laughs> all right, so I just want to want to welcome everyone to the show. I feel very strange tonight. It's I'm a little off tonight. Um uh aside from the, the show flying off the rails at the at the beginning, but what else is new? Um and uh I I I arrived in New Haven the other night and uh Weeks picked me up on Friday night at the train station and uh and I I walked to to go meet him at his in his uh in his uh Pontiac vibe and he he comes uh Comes rolling in there and yells out, <laughs> and everyone was staring at us. And then I got in the car and I was like, <laughs> and we were just yelling at each other, and everyone was just very, very disturbed. Don't you think? Oh, they were beyond disturbed. I was actually surprised by the reaction of the crowd over there. I mean, I thought they were going to be. More like uh, you know, they were finding humorous. They were just yeah. completely shocked. They were in yeah. a state of shock. <laughs> Usually at the train station, there's at least one maniac outside screaming to herself. Anyway, but I don't. I think uh, it was just us this time. <laughs> it was uh, us this time. I'm, ha- I'm happy we were there to be you know be those people though. Otherwise, I, I don't know what that would be. It would be terribly boring over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I hope I hope the Elm City is not losing its weird. I I hope so too. I I think I feel like with uh, with Stefano it was it was weirder than it is now. I don't know what's going on. Speaking it might not of, even have anything to do with the mayor, but uh, <laughs> that weirdness is leading the Elm. I think. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Mayor John DeStefano Jr., um, I was. At, I, I went to the, the Westville Art Walk with my mom. I was home, you know, for Mother's Day, visit my mom and the dog and whatnot. And, um, and it was lovely. And But we went to the Westville Art Walk, and I said it's – it's uh, when she introduced me to the the mayor, the new mayor, I said something like it's good to – reintroduce me. I was like, it's good to see you again, mayor. And that – it felt very odd to mm-hmm. call – Anybody but John DeStefano, mayor, after he was there for 20 years. I, you know what? I totally agree. And I think he's been there for almost two years already, or, or at least. And uh, it just feels like uh, it's not the same without uh, Johnny D. And, uh, you know, I, I still feel like Johnny D's our mayor, you know. And he still is yeah. part of Francis. I mean, he's, uh, I don't know if he knew, but he's, I think he's the president or chairman of uh, Star Bank, which I didn't know. Before, yeah. And I, I have an account at Star Bank, and you do. He's still, yeah, he's still very much part of the community. He's still giving back. I mean, he's a good dude. Yeah, well, that you know that I think that uh, started from whenever they closed uh, that what, what was the New Haven Savings Bank, and uh, yes, yes, <laughs> the mayor wanted to make sure that there were still local banks and not just you know all these chains and. Uh, and uh, he he was yeah one of the founders of uh, Start Bank, and then he um, he's also uh, I believe he's teaching at Yale and UConn as well. A good dude, and and somebody who's still part of the community, giving back, and uh, you know I don't know what you know I'm not no disrespect, but I don't know what's <laughs> going on in New Haven. 
What's Tony Hawk doing? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is she travels around with a very strangely dressed man who um, was wearing like like a half suit, half tuxedo thing. Um, by the way, it's like <laughs> 90 degrees out on Saturday, right? He's walking around in this suit. It's black and white, and he looks like you know a penguin. Um, and apparently he's a, a, a pseudo bodyguard. And this is was a whole to-do, uh, and I had to ask who that was. Who was that strangely dressed man? Um, and my mom told me. But back uh, in... Um, I think this was this generated some controversy back when she first started uh, in office. But prior to Tony Hart being mayor, I remember when I used to work at City Hall in in New Haven, uh, Connecticut. By the way, for anybody listening, um, Pat, uh, there was a uh, one of the mayor's uh, secretaries. Can you say secretaries? I, I don't think you can say that. One of the mayor's assistants, administrative assistants. She. Uh, Patty Lawler had been at City Hall for many years, and she thought it was completely fakakta crazy that the mayor walked around without any security whatsoever. Uh, and he would do that wherever he went. It would just, you know, Johnny D's driving that nav, Johnny D's driving that Prius, Johnny D's walking around Church Street South, Johnny D's in New Hallville, Johnny D's at Elm Haven, Johnny D's in Westville, Johnny D's in East Rock. And. <laughs> he would not have a bodyguard or anything like that. Um, so I, I think prior to him being in office, it was a pretty common thing. So there maybe there wouldn't have been the controversy had he had, you know, but yeah, you know, I don't right. know. It's the whole thing, and he's a very strangely dressed guy. That's all I know. <laughs> you know I'm not going to go too far and make a, a, you know, you know, a negative comment on that, but I think he was a man of the people, and he wasn't a afraid of those things, or maybe, you know, those things are going to happen, I think, regardless of whether you have a bodyguard or whatnot, but he was, you know, in the community, he was, you know, I was there when we did the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade, you know, I don't, he had no bodyguard there, and, uh, you know, he walked, walked with everybody, walked with the people, he wasn't in front of them, he was with the crowds, and uh, I think that's admirable, you don't really see too much of that, and, uh, you know, uh, strangely... Strangely dressed men are not. I don't think they're necessary. I, I think they kind of put a. Uh, <laughs> they, kind of, they kind of put like a block between you and the, the people that you're kind of, uh, you know, representing. I think. If I mean, do you want to get rid of Elton John and uh, Steven Tyler and all this strangely dressed men uh, around? Well, you know, I, I I like I like Elton John. Maybe you could get rid of Steven Tyler, but not, not Elton John. <laughs> Steven Tyler performed on the American Idol finale last night with one of the uh, girls who was in the top five or four or whatever the fuck. And he and this girl, at at the end of their performance, were just laying down on the judges' table, kicking their legs up. And I, I think that's one of Steven Tyler's, like, classic moves. But it was very strange. And he was, like, holding – he was, un, like, under her trying to hold her head while they finished the song. It was very weird. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know I I didn't see it but I know there's been a lot of talk about you know can I get own Mickey Boy Fradiani winning I guess yeah. but, but there's there's been a lot of talk about I don't know it's the last season right or soon to be next next season it, they just I know that that that's been like I know that it's this is your big 
your favorite show, and this is big, was big breaking news this week. And I was going to ask you, how do you feel about American Idol being canceled? Well, I, I, I you know, my personal feelings, I, I don't watch a lot of it, but it's, it's like the end of an era. But, you know, from what I've heard from other people is people are like, it's about damn time. <laughs> people, I, I have this feeling, at least on the Facebook world, out of my friends, you know, they're like, well, you know, it's the show was coming to an end anyway. It was slowly, you know, falling apart, and people were kind of like uh, ready for a new thing. I think it's uh, about time, you know. And, but I was surprised Nick Franiani won. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Connecticut. But, do you know, uh, I was do you know this guy? Do you know him? No, you know I have no idea who he is. I know he's from Guilford. <laughs> I know they well. had Nick Franiani Day like two weeks ago or something. Um <laughs> That's about uh-huh. it. So <laughs> you're talking about him like you know him, but you were surprised that he won, or you were surprised that it's canceled? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised it's canceled, but I'm surprised <laughs> he won. And I think he's an okay singer. I don't think he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, it's the understated kind of uh, person but that, that wins. But often you'll find with American Idol that the runner-ups have much more success than the winners. Like, take... Um, um, uh, um, what's the best example? Adam Lambert, way more successful than uh, Chris Allen, I would say. Although Chris Allen holds his own. Um, say uh, Clay Aiken, way bigger star than Ruben Studdard. Uh, That's very Gen- true. Jennifer Hudson never won American Idol. I don't know. Did Carrie Underwood win or not? I don't know if she won, but Jennifer Hudson. I'm not even sure. But Jennifer Hudson's an Oscar winner. You know, I mean, these people who do not win have more success right. usually than the winners anyway. So I could totally see this Clark guy um, being more successful than, than the Nick guy, you know? Right. Uh, Justin Guarini, Taylor Hicks. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Justin Guarini, uh, he, he was the runner-up to Kelly Clarkson, oh. who, who's huge, both literally and figure. That's not nice. Um, that's really that's fucked up. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? I knew, I think, the moment when I realized Ryan Seacrest was the best part of American Idol, that the show was done. And I love Ryan Seacrest, um, but that happened a few years ago, that he was like the most consistent, best, most watchable thing about it. And everything else was kind of torture, like the contestants were torture. Watching Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey was torture. Uh, Listening to Keith Urban's kind of torture... uh, Jennifer Lopez is, you know, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, um, <clears throat> Seacrest and maybe Harry Connick Jr., uh, the best things about that show. But I tell you what, Weeks, do you remember that the the first year of American Idol, there was a co-host with Ryan Seacrest named Brian Dunkelman? I don't remember that at all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really? So, Brian Dunkelman? Yeah, yeah. So Brian Dunkelman and Ryan Seacrest hosted American Idol – its first season, one of them made it, one of them did not. Brian Dunkelman, nobody knows where he is or who he is, as evidence right now. Ryan Seacrest is worth $300 million. Oh, my gosh. And owns half of Hollywood, by the way. What happened to Brian Dunkelman? I don't know. I don't know. I know he had a very strange manager or something that made... This girl that I saw do a storytelling show once drive into the Hollywood Hills to deliver some sort of 
headshots of Brian Dunkelman, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened, but I heard a very odd story once like that. But uh, John Weeks, um, something's gonna happen between now and the uh, next time we do this show. And uh, do you know what it is? Oh my God! The joke off? <laughs> the hot mess works? Let me rephrase the question the same exact way. <laughs> Something is going to happen. Between tonight, tonight's show, and the next time we do this show, do you know what oh, it is? Oh, oh, your your boy. <laughs> yes. He's no longer he's no longer going to be on the sh- uh, the uh, Tonight Show. It's over, not Tonight Show, but late night show, late show. What are <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> this is making me. This feel is a disaster. Right. I'm sorry. I, it's going to be the last. You're not holding a candlelight vigil for me tonight for my impending loss. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I was. I. You're. You're in my heart and my my prayers. <laughs> my heart. Sorry. My heart and my prayers. And uh, wait. I know. I, I'm, gonna I'm, do, your... I'm gonna give a little prayer for you tonight. I'm in your hearts. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> I thought you were starting to sing Rod Stewart. I'm in your heart. You're in my soul. Uh. <laughs> I was looking at Brian Dunkelman's uh, tweet after the the show was announced it's going to be canceled after next year, and he wrote, "I knew American Idol would never last without me." Hashtag canceled. Brian Dunkelman. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. So Bill, he's a stand-up comedian. Oh, he's a stand-up something. Um, I, I, you know, I. I keep saying uh, we're, of course, referring to the retirement of my comedy hero, David Letterman, uh, and, right. and I keep I keep saying that this will be the the toughest retirement for me to endure <clears throat> since Andre Agassi, uh, where I you know I was when Andre retired I was I watched that match when Benjamin Becker beat Andre I think it was straight sets but it was close. Um, and I, I just remember, like, that eight-minute standing ovation from the crowd and sobbing in my room in Burbank. And I remember going downstairs, and Pat, Patrick, my roommate there, was like, oh <laughs> he was laying on the uh, the the love seat there, and he goes, hey, uh, what's going on, man? And I could tell he just, you know, he had heard me sobbing uncontrollably up there after I had watched that. Um <laughs> And he just looked at me a little nuts. He also once told me, I believe I told you this before on this show, but he once told me, you're, you're the most miserable person I've ever known. <laughs> he once said that. Um, so 
Dave Letterman's retirement is the uh, – I've been saying it's the toughest one to endure since Andre, but this one terrifies me so much more. And no matter yeah. what I was going through, uh, good times, bad times, horrendous bouts of depression or wonderful euphoria, one thing remained constant, and that is that I could turn on the TV at 11.35 – and no David Letterman would be there. Um, mm-hmm. Dave once said of Johnny Carson that Carson had the ability to make people's nights splendid. But Dave had the ability to make your nights magic. And I know it sounds like I'm mourning someone's death here, and you may be thinking it's just another late-night talk show. There are plenty of others. But this is David Letterman. And right. to, to, th- to this day... I have never seen anything funnier than when Dave had a headset on Rupert G., the owner of the Hello Deli, and told him what to say while watching from a van, and they went around New York City bothering people. Um, (laughs) I've never seen anything that funny, and I don't think I ever will. Um, Very few people can get a high-pitched laugh out of me. Weeks, you're one of them. Um, Thank you, sir. This is uh, an indicator that I think something is really hilarious. Uh, Fallon and Kimmel make me chuckle. Conan makes me snicker. But Dave makes me laugh. I've seen late-night TV turn very normal, very predictable, and not really that different. Ray Romano uh, was on the other night holding back tears on Friday's Late Show, uh, and he said, May 20th is the day the comedy dies. Uh, Oh, my God. Along with that goes, to me, along with that goes the different, the cutting edge, the crazy, the weird. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, David Letterman, for being there for a weird, awkward kid who needed a good, wild hyena laugh. And I I could go on about this forever. Uh, and, And while ratings were not always in his favor... Whenever a poll was taken asking who people's favorite late-night host was or if they could only have one host, who would it be? It was always David Letterman. And people didn't always watch Dave, but we needed to know he was there. When the CBS Orchestra plays the closing theme in six days and the lights go dim in the Ed Sullivan Theater, that's when we say goodbye to the off, the odd, the wacky, to the different... Most importantly to me, the random, to late-night TV as we knew it, and to the greatest comedic broadcaster there is and ever was. That is why I feel a certain way tonight. Wow. retirement, but I think this is going to be more uh, harshly felt 
uh, over a longer period of time. I mean, this guy was uh, in your life and in my life and in, in everybody's life and uh, every night for five days a week for many years. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, uh, uh, we're not going to feel the impact until it actually happens. I think this is a big, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly, d- like, I, it didn't really, like, hit me until maybe, uh, when was it, two nights ago when I was like, wait a second, May 20th, it's already May 11th or whatever, it was 12th or something, and I was like, wait, May, that doesn't mean it's next week, it's not next week, is it, please don't let it be next week, and then when I realized that there were only seven shows left, I started crying like while while I was like trying to go to sleep I mean I started tearing up and shit and um uh I really don't I I don't think I've felt whatever feeling that that keeps like lurking like getting like more and more like stronger and stronger each day as we lead up to his exit uh I I I don't know what this feeling is and I feel it more like powerfully today maybe it's because I'm hosting we're hosting this the last comedy show that will host before my favorite comedy host ever leaves. You know, I, I don't, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, I, I remember my friend Mike at one point was like, Oh man, you guys make such a big deal about late night TV. Who gives a shit? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and the thing is like, that's, he just i had to explain to him why like the things that i just said to you and why why dave and that show is so important i mean you take my friendship with nick fondulis for instance uh he nick nick and i met in um the drama department at syracuse uh in 2000 september of 2001 and um you know we we were acquaintances then but we didn't become friends until August 20th, 2002, when we saw, uh, because we knew that each other uh, w- were fans of the late, sh- fans of David Letterman. And um, the way I, the way that I found that out was because I, I, we were in the dining hall and I had told Friedman to, because this girl was like giving him an attitude, and I told Friedman to stick his thumb in a drink and like pour her, like get her a drink from the thing and stick his thumb in it when he handed it to her. And then, and then Fondulis says to me, "They did that on David Letterman." And I said, "I know. That's where I got it." And then that's that began our our friendship, really. Well, that began like the the kind of uh, groundwork. And then August twentieth, two thousand two, I remember I I uh, my allergies were bothering me. I took a Benadryl that morning. I really wished I hadn't. Then I got because it really fucked me up. Then I got to New York and I was all dressed up and fondue, you know, because I figure we're at a, a taping of, of a talk show. It's, you know, you got to dress up a little bit. So I had like nice pants and a shirt on. I looked ridiculous. Fondulis had a T-shirt and shorts on. Uh, it was August, you know, it was a fucking heat wave. Um, and uh, and we, you know, we made a day of it. And that was the first day we really hung out. And the guests on that show were Robin Williams. And James Taylor. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah, and it was um, really a, a a great way to start that friendship, uh, aside from the Benadryl. And you know, you couldn't ask for a better guest than Robin Williams. And uh, uh, James Taylor was not very impressive that night, but you know, he's James Taylor, so that's cool. 
and then we went and met Jim Brewer afterwards too at Virgin Megastores when that was a thing, and we had this whole like oh, you know day long excursion. And Jim Brewer was like, "Where are you from?" And I said, "New Haven, Connecticut." He said, "New Haven, man, that's far. What are you doing here?" And I said, "Ah, oh, we actually went to see Letterman." And he said, "Oh, you saw Dave? Who was on?" And I said, uh, "Robin Williams, actually." He goes, "Oh, Robin was on. No kidding." And uh, you know, it was it was awesome. And uh, and and then since August twentieth, two thousand two, Nick Fondulis and I have become like you know really close friends. He's one of my best friends now because you know we have like nothing to fuck in common except our love for David Letterman. <laughs> And that's proven enough. Yeah. But uh, after Dave God, I mean, what's going to happen now? This is this is a uh, part of your life. That's uh, your, it's created friendships. Uh, it's your the uh, basis of comedy for you and life yeah. of being. Yeah. Uh, I am you know, terrified. And so, I, listen, I'm, I'm not as dedicated to late night uh, talk show talk shows as, as you are. Uh, but I love Jay, and I, I do I respect oh, greatly okay. Jay Letterman. And uh, when Jay left, I felt like, and I hate to say it, don't be so dramatic, I felt like a part of America left. You know, uh-huh. I felt like, uh, you know, uh-huh. a part of the humor of America left. And, and we've never gotten <laughs> it back. Same thing me, with, I, I think, Ronald Williams, you know? Yeah, yeah. And well, look, uh, I just look, feel like when Dave leaves... Mm-hmm. It's going to be devastating. You yes. Know? But let me ask you something. Which time yeah. that Jay left are you referring to? Oh, I'm a mess, I'm a mess, I'm a mess. If I confess, I BS. Yeah. 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 It was kind of wonky. The uh, 
the uh, the suit that you wore look it looks like you're so hot in that it looked like it was like 90 degrees out that day it looked like a very hot suit no it got there and yes it is all pure polyester because that's the <laughs> only kind of clothing they make for fat men <laughs> and you had a terrarium in your pants oh child i had more than a terrarium i had the sea world up in there by the time we got to the end of it <laughs> Samu was swimming around up in those pants. <laughs> and, I had, and I had a damn sunburn for an entire week. <laughs> oh, shit. You didn't wear the sunscreen? No. Well, who knew when you start, you know, at 6 in the morning that you're going to be out there all fucking day. You know who knew was Boz Lerman. Oh, Ooh. I don't know. But you know what I did for love. <laughs> well, happy, happy birthday, sire. That is amazing. I'm 60. Yeah. Oh, my. Happy birthday. <laughs> I want to kick and stretch. And stretch and do shots because I'm 60. <laughs> and who have you got on the bags for the hot messes tonight? Well, the first hot mess is the a-hole that threw the powdered sugar all over my boy. Adam Levine. You saw that shit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, What yeah. the hell was that about? I mean, if you're going to do it, at least lick his ass. <laughs> I thought it had to do with the fact that Maroon 5's latest song is called Sugar. Well, Sugar. yeah, but I mean, you got to be direct. What What if they done? I mean, really, come on. <laughs> those, those cars outside agree with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and who is your second hot mess, sir? My second hot mess is all the fucking people who are all up in arms and acting surprised over the nail salons and the fact that the fumes might be killing you. Mm. Like, you know, this wasn't a news flash from the fucking get-go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are his nail, nail fumes or is killing people? Uh, well, that's Ooh. what they're coming out. I mean, fucking Pataki and Cuomo and everybody jumps on the bandwagon demanding, like, rules and regulations and possibly a union because they're just, you know, they're 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 smelling fumes and they're having three-headed babies. and <laughs> Yeah. It's like that, uh, what's that place that uh, exists with, like, weird mutants and stuff? What's that, uh, that infected, Kipsy? uh, what is it? Poughkeepsie? <laughs> I would have said Allentown, but uh no that that place that uh that Bruce Willis goes to at the end of Die Hard Five. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh Three Mile Island? Island? Sh- Shamali Island? Shamali <laughs> Island, yes. Thailand. Well well then 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 Weeks is gonna love my, my Third hot mess. Uh, who is yeah. your drum roll, please? That's a hot hot mess, and I don't know how I didn't know about this chick until I saw her on uh, Inside Amy Schumer the other day. Okay, Ooh. what happened? Who's the Shamalia, graciously known as Bailey J. Do you know this chick? No. My no. God, she is fine, and she does porn, and she lives in Poughkeepsie, and I'm tasty. <laughs> so she's that's she's just fine. That's your reason she's a hot hot mess. Oh, she is fine. 
on. And it looks like uh, she's got a kindergarten kid down her, tucked in her shit. Ooh. She can't even tuck. She's so fucking big. <laughs> she, she has got, a large uh, cock, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's got a lot of shit in the glove box. <laughs> a little something extra under the hood. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is out of the hood. Oh, uh, the stick that holds up the hood. Speaking of, let us joke off. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's Jesus to you. <laughs> hey, don't say that name. Jesus? <laughs> don't say that name. Why, was that one of your three ways? <laughs> no. No, no, that was one of the... That was Weeks' and my most traumatic wedding experience ever. Jose? Oh, God. <laughs> not, no, uh... No, no. Not because of well, him. Well, you didn't go to a wedding every fucking week. It might, you know. <laughs> that was that was bad. That was like the year that I was like in a wedding every other week. Week two. The year I lost my soul. <laughs> Weeks was um, molested. But, that, but, the, but that held night. on to your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he got molested at uh, Foxy's. Uh, I mean, at Babes by Foxy uh, at, <laughs> off the beaten path at Atlantic City during the bachelor party. Yeah. I did. I was molested. <laughs> did Foxy have a little something extra? That's right. <laughs> Probably. she make you feel a certain way? Oh, yes. <laughs> but the, all of me a certain way, yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I want to take you downstairs. And then, said, and then she said to that guy, Ken, that the worst man ever, the worst best man. She said, I want to take you upstairs. So there was a difference between downstairs and upstairs that it probably had to do with her dick. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, kick us That's off, right. Tommy boy. Okay, California lawmakers this week denounced a ballot initiative that called for murdering gays. Well, God damn it, now what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> Colorado, man. You guys say Colorado or Colorado? Colorado. 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 Oh, I like that. People from Colorado and California and stuff, they say Colorado, so I will too. <laughs> A Colorado man who killed and dismembered his future mother-in-law told police he's not a violent person. Finally, someone who understands, said Robert Durst. I did it. I did it. I killed them all. <laughs> Flush. A Maryland woman was booking on drug possession charges last week where authorities found heroin in her vagina using a body scanner. I don't think she understands what shoot up means. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what did they have to use a body scanner for? Couldn't they just have used a Coke spoon? <laughs> <laughs> dig up in there. That's right. 
Speaking of Grand Canyons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, an 11-year-old Texas boy was discovered beating a dog to death with a stick. Well, when I was 11, I had just discovered beating my stick to death with a dog. And I'm 60. <laughs> and still doing it. You got it. No, no, no. Now it's pussies. <laughs> You're beating your pussy like a stick? There you go. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you? <laughs> and what else? Any more? May I have some more, please? <laughs> Oklahoma man, Brad Lee Davis, pleaded guilty Monday to murdering his stepdad, Denver St. Clair, <laughs> with an atomic wedgie. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> an atomic wedgie. Please don't. <laughs> ah. Who be? 
Oh, do yeah. me. Yep. The driver who attempted to shoot George Zimmerman this week claims he got at George Zimmerman in self-defense. Cha, everyone should be shooting at George Zimmerman in self-defense. We just don't know what that bitch going to do next. Because we all stars in the dope show. In the dope show. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! That was that was great. I I enjoy sometimes just giving uh, Fogarty uh, songs that have nothing to do with the punchline, have nothing to do with the joke. Fantastic. Genius. Uh, um, a Michigan man, sorry, a Michigan teen pleaded guilty this week to killing his cousin during an attempted rape, after which he wrote "My bad" in blood on the girl's wall. Boy, this guy sounds like a real jerk. Definitely. Yeah. Whose blood was it, though? I think it was her blood. Oh. He he did slash her throat while raping her. Oh. Throat throw. My bad. Couldn't he have just played football instead? Football? Yeah. <laughs> A teenager in Romania died after being electrocuted while taking selfies on top of a train. And I thought my commute was shitty. Uh, <laughs> taking yeah. selfies of their atomic wedgie. Yeah, yeah. Upon, uh, That's worth it. <laughs> upon hearing the death by selfie story, Texas Governor Greg Abbott remarked, uh, Shit, what a great way to fucking kill somebody. Add it to the list. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Chris Jenner tweeted that she is super supportive of Bruce Jenner's transition. In fact, she's so supportive, she'd actually like to cut that cock off herself. <laughs> mm. Montana man, Monty Hanson, opened fire on his neighborhood bartender, Joe Lewis. Sir Lewis made his red beer with Clamato instead of tomato juice. It turned out he misheard Clamato and thought the bartender said Clamadia. (laughs) (laughs) Can you uh, do me a favor and say Montana man, Monty, five times fast? (laughs) Montana man, Monty Hanson. Montana man, Monty Hanson. Montana man, Monty. Monty. Montana man, Monty. Montana man, Monny. Montana man, Monty. Montana man, Monty. Don't you make the Oh, me, 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 me. (laughs) Voiced singer Tony Braxton told the ladies of The View this week that her gynecologist told her to start using her vagina more. And that's when she broke into song with... (laughs) Break my cooch, penetrate me again. Rub on my clit, make me throw a shit fit, and then I'll come for you. <laughs> bravo, sir, bravo. Brilliant. Thank you. Then uh, grab my tits. <laughs> He's on my neck and my circum. 
Then move on down to my piggies and suck my big feet and then lick them. (laughs) (laughs) A new trend of fratty-like bros doing yoga has surfaced called broga. Popular, Popular positions are the beer pong lunge, chest bump moon, and unwanted penetration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And the big bear's straddle. <laughs> Close us out, Tom Fogadabang. Okie doke. Ride sharing startup Sidecar has experienced its service, has expanded its services to include door to door medical marijuana deliveries to customers in San Francisco. Fogarty, where'd you go? Bitch, don't test me. I'm packing my bags and moving my black ass to San Francisco. Hi, <laughs> <Hi>, bitches. <laughs> oh, hey, bye. Yeah, we are not I'm 60. <laughs> Tom Fogarty, happy birthday, Mike. Thank you so much, Sire. We will see Thank you. you. Oh, belly, 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 belly. Next time. Happy Good birthday, night, Sire. Bye. Happy birthday. See you later, Wizard Mike. Thank you, babe. <laughs> bye bye. That was the Wizard of Waverly Place, Tom. Fogarty, Mike. 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 Um, you know, whilst uh, we were in, uh, when I was in New Haven on uh, Saturday, by the way, uh, I played tennis with John Robert Wallace Murphy, and um, John Robert Wallace Murphy killed me in the first set, 6-2, and and then he's beating me uh, like 4-1 in the second set or something, and I look over, I, I see this guy... Uh, um, hitting the ball against the wall, and I look uh-huh. over, and I realize I am like 99% sure that that is my high school tennis coach, Ken Abrams. So, uh, so I, uh, it was like 4-1. We're changing over. I told John, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's Mr. Abrams over there. I'm gonna go ask for his advice and come back. And he was like, No, 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 don't do that, don't do that. You know, because he was about to win. So I run over there and I go, "Hey man, I'm down a, a set and a break," and and then I and then Mr. Abrams recognized me and starts smiling and I said, "And uh, I he- heard you're good at this stuff. Just wondering if you could watch me, tell me what I'm doing wrong." And uh, and then he like sh- he's like shakes my hand through the fence, but we're like shaking fingers because the fence is too small, uh, and that was strange. And uh, and he was very happy to see me. And then he he takes a break from hitting on the wall and watches the rest of our match, which uh, goes to a tie break, and John wins the second set in a tie break. But um, it was amazing to once again have my high school tennis coach behind the fence watching me play tennis as he did in high school, and I, I think having him there really, uh, you know, stepped up my I stepped up my game because then I started uh, playing better. John won, but I started playing better. And then when we got off the court, I I told him I was like, so just everything. I was doing everything wrong, right? And Mr. Abrams goes, uh, well, first of all, it's really good to see you. 
And secondly, <laughs> I'm really happy to see you playing tennis. And um, right. and then we, uh, I said, can, you know, we talked a bit with John there, and then John left, and I said, can I, can I buy you an iced coffee? And so we go over to Dunkin' Donuts, and um, and we're just catching up and stuff. You know, Michael Bolton's his cousin. Do you know that? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So at Fan oh Appreciation gosh. Day. Fan Appreciation Day, my senior year, Michael Bolton's mother was watching my tennis match the whole time because I was captain in number one uh, singles. So Helen Bolton was there, you know, watching me. It was just fantastic. Uh, she looks a lot like Michael Bolton, um, and uh, which makes sense. She's her mo- his mother. But uh, uh, so we uh, we're catching up and everything. And then at some point, I mentioned we mentioned tennis again. And then Mr. Abrams goes. Okay, so, so you know, every time you go up to net, uh, you want to keep your hands up really high, and you want to know where you're going to hit the ball, uh, regardless of where he's going, and it looks like you're getting the balls uh, deep for the most part. I mean, you looked good out there. You could tell you were in a hack, and it looked like you guys were evenly matched, so that's good, but it's... Uh, you know, you, you want to just make sure that you're doing that. And then those drop shots that you were hitting, uh, you know, I he could tell. He was always getting to them. He could tell exactly what you were going to do. I could probably run and get to them all the way from sitting on a bench behind the fence. And to to get that advice for free from my, you know, coach of the year, tennis coach, though he still is very obsessed with it. Asians is very un you know I don't know if it's uh, normal it's a huge 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 Asian obsession um but to get that advice uh and and then and then to have him say he said you know I, I enjoy I still enjoy uh teaching so when you're back and you know and we want to work on some stuff and let me know and stuff and and man like what a what a beautiful story you know no good uh, no, amazing. I mean, your introduction <laughs> no, was amazing. Not... First of all, I, I think that introduction of going over there and asking him, you know, for some advice was amazing. I think he probably was super excited to see you, and uh, uh, likewise, and I think he was, you know, flattered that you you, you wanted advice, you want to talk to him, and uh, I, I you just reestablished an old friendship, an old mentorship. I think it's a great thing. Since the year before I had him as coach, 
So since 1998, he's been going there. Wow. And or 97, and he um, or 98, I don't know. But uh, uh, I remember we were playing Central High School, and then we get on the the bus, school bus, to take us back to uh, 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 Cross. And um, I remember Leah Pillsbury said, God, because we were waiting for him. And he, she goes, God, Coach, what is your obsession with Asians? And then <laughs> Jesus, Jesus goes, especially small ones. And the bus erupted in raucous laughter. Um, you know, thankfully, he wasn't back on the bus uh, yet. He was <laughs> too busy uh, with his <laughs> obsession. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very strange. And he 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 led the Asian club at Cross, and he's you know he's not Asian. he's not he's not Asian at all. <laughs> this man is amazing. I mean, uh, here's the real question: Are you going to actually call him up and uh, do a little tennis with him? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> right? Are you going to do it? Yes. Good. Well, maybe not play, but but you know, ask ask for his advice and and whatnot. What what did what did you do last weekend, by the way? Oh God, what did I? Do? I'm trying to think. Um, oh God, Sunday I know I hiked up the hill, and uh, I went to Amarante's for in New Haven uh, for Mother's Day brunch. Saturday, I don't you Saturday. What did I do? Um, Saturday I did something. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Saturday I went to a concert at the uh, Oakdale. I went oh to yeah. The, uh, Pri- what the hell was oh. that? <laughs> I went to uh, uh, Brit Floyd. Uh, it's like a, but that had free free tickets. I'm really I don't like Big Floyd, but uh, <laughs> but he had to, he didn't only go with. So I went with him to uh, Brit Floyd, like these British uh, imitators of Pink Floyd. Basically, and I saw one of my old friends there. It was very it, my my friend who I saw at the wedding two weeks prior. You know, I've never seen I, this guy's been in Hamden. I've been in Hamden, and I haven't seen him in fifteen years. But I see him at his wedding, and then two weeks later, I see him at this concert. It was very odd, <laughs> but it was nice. Let me get this straight: you don't like Pink Floyd, so you, you wouldn't see them in concert. And but you you would see Pink Floyd impersonators in in I I don't understand what why did you go? <laughs> it makes no sense. I think I I really went you know uh it was like a sympathy go you know with for my father because he, otherwise he would have went himself or he would not have gone at all because he had an extra ticket and um, so I went. I, I but the concert was good but not. Still not a fan of people. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan. Okay. The, the imitators were, were were okay. I mean, they did the best they could. Mm-hmm. But uh, the music is strange. You really have to be a strange person to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Um, it, it does. It, it yeah, it was. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, so what? Uh, what's your favorite scene in *She's the Man with a Man of Iron Range*? Man? Okay, my favorite scene is *She's the Man Man with a Man of Fane's Man*. It's got to be this scene where Man of Fane just knocks it out of the park. She, it's a classic film. 
everybody should know this one. She plays three different actors, and I'm going to try to relay that by doing this. I'm going to do a terrible job, but uh, I'm going to do my best here. So she plays the teacher. She plays the guy named Bobby, and uh, there's also another student in this scene, okay? There it goes. Okay, okay. Now, is there anybody here that can tell me why most alligators are normally aggressive? Anyone? Yes, sir, you, sir. Mama says that alligators are ordinary because they got all them teeth for no toothbrush. I don't think it's that. I think it's because they have an enlarged medulla avogata. That is correct, sir. Medulla avogata. Now, is there anybody here that can tell me where happiness comes from? Anyone? All right. Let's hear what Mama has to say on the subject. Well, Mama says that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. Well, Mama's wrong again. No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. <laughs> Something's wrong with his medulla obligata. <laughs> it's okay to fight back. Coach Clyde said I could. <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that from? What the hell was that? I think maybe that's not the end of the weird after all. Maybe it'll prevail. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I've been trying to find something. Okay. Uh, I've been trying to find it. the movie Precious? That's a good one. <laughs> oh, it's definitely from the movie Precious. Definitely. Um, I can't find the one that I want, but maybe I'll find the one that I need. Um, okay. 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 Let's see. My favorite scene, and she's a Mighty Man with a Mighty Binds Man, is from the... Um, the, the the movie Precious, based on the novel Push, by <laughs> Sapphire, and um, what? Some some of these don't make any sense. Eh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. All right, my favorite scene is she's my with the mind of mind mind is from the movie Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, and colon uh, the Late Show with David Letterman. And uh, featuring Paul Schaefer in the CBS Orchestra, plus me, I'm Alan Coulter. And now, uh, and so my favorite scene from Season of Mind with the Mind of Bang's Mind is from October 3rd, 1989. Um, So I guess that means it's actually from Late Night with David Letterman, not The Late Show. So Late Night with David Letterman, 
featuring Paul Schaefer in the world's most dangerous band. And me, I'm whatever the announcer's name was before. Uh, I forget his name. The one, the one who used David Letterman. Well, that, no, that's Don Pardo. He had a very Don Pardo thing about him, though. Who was the announcer before Alan Coulter? I can't remember, but he was David Letterman. No, that's that's Don. I'm doing Don Pardo stuff. Anyway, um, anyway, it is a top ten list. It is top ten Mister Wizard experiments. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. I need your help on this. I need you to cue me in on the numbers. So say number 10 and, and, and you know, after that, number 9 and all that stuff. Number 10. Let's flush a canned ham down the toilet. <laughs> number 9. Will your head fit here? <laughs> Number eight. Taking a core sample of Tammy Faye Baker's mascara. <laughs> Seven. Getting free HBO. <laughs> Number six. Uh, how many pe- how many beers before you make a pass at B. Arthur? Number five. How much Crisco can you eat? Four. Substitution of Folgers crystals for freshly brewed coffee. (laughs) Number three. Dressing like Mrs. Wizard. (laughs) Number two. A potato in your pocket, the moist dark world of growth. And number one. Those two flight attendants in Dallas. And we close up the top ten list. And we close up my favorite scene. And she's the main man with the bang to bang bang featuring Gabrielle Sidibe as presses based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. Featuring Paul Schaefer in the world's most dangerous band. Yes. Yes. Fitting tribute. Very good. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. What do you say we do one more? We'll do one more top ten. Let's do it. Come on. I think we should do top ten from now on. <laughs> we'll take over Until the top David 10. Letterman comes back. Uh, man, I, I just want to, like, shake him and be like, don't go. Don't. And I think that people have done that on the show recently. Don't go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hootie? Did you see Hootie got back together for the show to pay tribute, give him a performance? And it was an amazing performance, by the way. Yes, I saw that. Yes. That was amazing. That show uh, so you know, amazing. Cher was on the show. I thought it was Cher. Yes. She, she, she loved Dave. Uh, she called him an a-hole, right, a long time yes. ago. Yeah, but, like the uh, first time. She, yeah, she still came on and loved him. What about Oprah? How come Oprah's not on this? Oh, my God. By the way, when you were just talking about Cher, I just found our next top ten list, and it's it's going to be the top ten slogans for Cher's new perfume, so yay. Uh, and Oprah, what about Oprah? How come Oprah's not on the show? Why not try to get Jay on the show? Did they ever do that? Did Jay ever have Dave on the show? They should have done here's, that. Here's what happened. And I know this because Howard Stern was on Dave the other night. By the way, Howard Stern, one of my top three Letterman guests. I love uh, 
My 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 favorite is Richard Simmons, uh, then pr- then probably Howard Stern, then Jack Hanna, Jungle Jack Hanna. Um, oh, he's good. Yeah. I know Fondulis' favorite guests are Jungle Jack Hanna and Regis Philbin. Uh, but um, but yeah, Howard Stern was on the other night, and he goes, "I heard, Dave, that you invited Jay Leno on the show. Did you really do this? Why would you do that?" And and <laughs> Dave said, "Dave said, you know, when Jay was uh, gonna have his last show, uh, he, they invited us over there to go do that show, and I thought, well, no, this should be more about Jay, and I think maybe he feels the same way about this now. Um, but right. I think, but they said, I think they did invite him on, so maybe he'll show up uh, tonight. You know, you never, you never know." Ah. He might. He, he might. I mean, that'd be really interesting to see. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this share one is the best top ten to do though. Ah. We'll do it. We'll do. We'll do it. But but that means. We, ooh, this is a good one. Ooh. Oh my all God. Right, let's we, do the good one. Let's do all of them. You know. Let's let's do let's do all. Of them. All right. So let's. We're gonna do. We're gonna. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do three top ten lists in a row to pay tribute, and uh, and then we'll call it a night. So this uh, John Weeks, and I'll need you for the intros to the ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, eight, eight, one. And sure. uh, this one, uh, John Weeks, do me a favor and open up the thing. Ten, David Letterman. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty. Uh, thank you, thank you. The the top ten is the top ten slogans for Cher's new perfume. Here we go. Number 10. I smell you, babe. (laughs) Number 9. It's like having a tattoo in a bottle. (laughs) I'm not going to pay a lot for this perfume. (laughs) Number 7. It's sheriffic. The crowning touch to excessive plastic surgery. (laughs) Number five. It's easier than bathing. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. I get 12 cents for every bottle sold. (laughs) Three. Now any middle-aged woman can marry a teenager. Number two. Easy pour splatter proof bottle. <laughs> and the number one. Bring out the bono in your man. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I like that one. That was good. That was a good one. And now the uh the you open up the thing. Actually wait, no, wait, this. wait. Close up the uh, close up the first thing. That was the end of the top ten with David Letterman. Now open up the next thing. Here's the new top ten with <laughs> David Letterman. <laughs> this is the top ten least popular Pepperidge Farm cookies. <laughs> Number ten. Asbestos snaps. <laughs> Number nine. Broccoloons. <laughs> Tainted oyster dainties. 
then Jerry sat down and he was like, do you know what I just did? And it was pretty amazing. And then uh, Jerry was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Dave? And then they, uh, he was like, show me how to do the run. And then they, they do the run that Dave does before the show when he runs across uh, upstage, uh, from upstage right to upstage left uh, behind the thing when the thing's coming up. And uh, and then Jerry does the run, and he looks so ridiculous. Dude. Like, Dave looks normal doing that crazy run, but Jerry Jerry looked insane. It, it reminded me of that when Gilbert Gottfried told uh, that story. He was uh, David Steinberg. The director, uh, comedy guy, was directing Gilbert Gottfried and something. He was like, uh, Gilbert, can you run a little slower? And Gilbert's like, uh, okay. And it wasn't working. And he was like, okay, can you run a little faster maybe? And he's like, okay. And he tried that and that didn't work. And then David Steinberg goes, could you just run a little less Jewish? And then it worked. And that's, that's kind of how Seinfeld was, was running, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> who? Let me ask you this: Who would you, your top five uh, guests on the David Letterman show towards the end of his, you know, towards his retirement? Who would you want to see with David Letterman? Oh boy! Oh boy! Five. Well, I mean, the, the ones that have been on already do they? Does Jungle Jack and Howard Stern and them? Does that count? Yeah, those count. Yeah. All right, so they were just on, so. Jungle Jack Hanna, uh, Howard Stern. Um, I would like to see Regis. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I would like to see Jay Leno uh, come on, maybe like as a surprise. Jay Leno, okay. All right, good, good. But you said that was such disdain. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't want it to be done like, uh, I, I just don't, you know, I don't want him to get more attention than Dave is the only thing. He's not going to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm fixing cars. Um, and uh, and maybe you know Conan. Now that I think about it, I would like to see Conan on there. That's what I would like to see. Uh, maybe those five then. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I, what I about don't know you? Why they don't do that? They don't go on each other's shows. It'd be they great. do. They do. They have. Oh, okay. All right. Um, how about Martin Short? Martin Short. Yes, I think he was. He was. That's good. He was on recently, I believe. Did a did a nice song tribute. What about your okay, other? Okay, good, four? good. Who's your other four? My other four. Um, well, Mark, I would like to see Larry David on it. Okay. I, you don't usually do those shows, or but I, you, I remember watching a Howard Stern interview, and he was amazing. Yeah, he, Larry David's been on on Letterman before. Oh. Definitely mm-hmm. Larry David, Martin Short. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got. It, it probably won't be the same. Of course, it won't be the same. But I think one of his best interviews was was, was with uh, recently was with uh, pretty recently Joaquin Phoenix. I think that was amazing. Okay. But it mm-hmm. won't be the same. I thought you were gonna say it won't be the same, and I thought you were gonna say Farrah Fawcett, and then it definitely wouldn't be the same. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jay Leno will be great, and uh, I might be good with you on Conan. Yeah. Conan. Yeah. I think that'd be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Different yeah. closure, and it, it, it would be really kind of unique. Yeah, because you know Conan yeah, took over Dave's first show on uh, on NBC. It'd be a nice, uh, yeah, a nice bring it full circle. Yeah, that's right. I, I would like that, and, and uh, but no, 
know. I bet you Jimmy Fallon might be on this, you know, or something like that. Maybe something like that. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know about Fallon. I could definitely see Kimmel going on because Kimmel has the ultimate affinity for Letterman. He had like a, a Letterman license plate uh, in high school. He's he was obsessed, like more, way more than I am, with David Letterman, and um, and that's the main reason I respect Kimmel is because he he knows that, you know Kimmel the day that Dave uh, the day or day after Dave announced he was retiring, Kimmel tweeted. Uh, David Letterman is the best there is and ever was, and uh, and I agree. You know, a lot of people say uh, say Johnny Carson, um, and and that's kind of lost on us. And and I well, I, I do think I fear that you know David Letterman will be lost on the, on the next batch of kids. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I recognize that you can't have Letterman without Carson. You know, just like you can't have. Louis C.K. without George Carlin. Um, True. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, God, I'm so fucked up about all this, man. I'm so fucked up. I know. I know. (laughs) I think we should just continue to talk about this. It will help. And uh, it's interesting to talk about. I mean, who are we going to talk about after this? Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, you know... uh, (laughs) Another Jimmy. <laughs> you know, they. Steve um, Colbert, John Stewart. Oh, come on. Well, they're you know. You know the, I mean, I respect these guys, but they're they're no Jay but they're, they're no Jay Leno. They're no John <laughs> thankfully. Carson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, Maybe Jay that, Leno will come back and steal Colbert's show. Or something. Bro, I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. They should, do a, they should do a bit like that, you know, like a fake bit. I think it'd be hilarious. They should. Well, you remember when Letterman announced he was retiring? They kept mentioning Jay Leno was available, you know, to to replace him. <laughs> he would. He was seriously like being considered. Like, I mean, not by the network or anything, but just by speculators. Like, who's going to be there? <laughs> will Will Jimmy Kimmel switch networks? Will Jay Leno come out of retirement? Will you know? It's uh. Uh, and and frankly, he's he's you know he's done it twice already, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but uh, the um, um, what was I going to say? The 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 uh, it's interesting you mentioned uh, Craig Kilborn because during that podcast with Lewis Black that Gilbert Gottfried hosted, uh, there was a a guy who uh, a question from the audience and said. Uh, what do you think about Trevor taking over the Daily Show? Because Jon Stewart is also uh, leaving um, his show this year, and uh, and that guy Trevor Noah has been cast as his replacement, so um, or successor, I should say. Uh, but they asked the guy asked, uh, you know, what do you think about Trevor taking over the Daily Show? And Lewis Black goes, you know, I I don't I, I it, uh, the thing is that you know as much as it is Jon's show uh half of that is also uh the the writers and so it's it's going to be funny it's not that's not going to be a problem the only issue i ever had with the show was that uh you know when craig kilborn uh left uh and uh disappeared into the ether uh where is he uh he uh uh 
when he left and disappeared into the ether, um, I had been there from the beginning, and I, my manager and I suggested maybe I, I host for three months, and I try that out and see how it goes. And so I was a little upset that they never let me do that, um, but but it'll mm-hmm. it'll be just fine. But yeah, so that's um, and you know what the thing is about that too about the Daily Show is I I was talking to Jason about this today too, my friend Jason. Um, b- both he and I watched the Daily Show more religiously when Craig Kilborn was the host than when John Stewart was the host. That's interesting. That's extremely interesting, actually. I mean, you know, yeah. and it's more popular now with John Stewart. I, I yeah. You know, I, I remember watching Kilborn, and he seemed like a likable guy to me, you know, uh, uh-huh. and, and, and in a lot of ways more likable than any of the other guys on TV right now. I don't know what it was, but he seemed more like a your common guy, you know? I don't know about that. I mean, he, he kind of had this, uh, but he was perfect for The Daily Show, I thought, because he, it, what, what it was, what The Daily Show was at the time, it was less political, it was more comedy, um, right. and, uh, what he uh, he was perfect for it because he was delivering this kind of fake newscast and he was kind of arrogant um, in the tradition of Chevy Chase or Dennis Miller or whatever. And then um, he, uh, I think he was not perfect when he hosted his own talk show, though, when he hosted The Late Late Show on oh, After yeah. The Late Show with David Letterman, because that personality kind of didn't jive um, with just your normal uh, average watcher, uh, whereas when you were going to The Daily Show, you knew that you were watching kind of a, a put-on thing, and that's kind of what his personality remained uh, to be. Um, do, do you remember Five Questions? They used to do Five Questions on The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then that they... That was interesting. Yeah, and, and then they also... When John Stewart took over, I think they um, whittled it down. So you know, they they whittled. So he was like John Stewart. His first night did five questions, then he did four, then until the one question, uh, and then none. Craig Kilborn uh, took the five questions with him to CBS. I, you know, and he was perfect for the the Daily Show. I thought, but but not for. Right. Um, the thing, and I, I could just never. I know a lot of people love John Stewart, love the Colbert Report, love watching the Daily Show and the Colbert Report every day. I can never get into that. I just it didn't it didn't uh, grab me the way that Letterman right. grabs me. And like I said before, you 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 run into all this this um, late night to me has kind of devolved into normalcy, and it and it was a. An evolution of sorts, devil, whatever you would call it, but going from like from David Letterman, who was the weird and wacky and zany and irreverent, and to to Jay Leno, to um, to, to to Conan. Well, let's let's take Jay out of this for a second because I can't even compute where he fits in there. But you have <laughs> Dave. Um, and so for going from Dave to Conan, you're getting a little bit more obvious with your humor and a little more like sincere and a little less nuts. And then, um, and though you're a little nuts, it's a little less. And then going from Conan to Jimmy Fallon, you're getting more kind of normal and, 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 and Jimmy Kimmel, more of the normal stuff. 
And then right. I'd say probably the weirdest one was uh, Craig uh, Ferguson, who really seemed to love doing that show, and I don't know why he left, but now you have this dickhead on who, uh, have you seen this show, the James Corden show? Good God, what is that about? No, I haven't seen that. What is, what, is that his replacement? Yeah, that's Craig Ferguson's replacement is James uh, Corden. I haven't even seen that. Uh, when did he take over? Ever since Kilborn left? No, there was there was some time where there were some guest hosts in between, like John Mayer hosted one night. You know, different people were hosting here and there. Oh, oh my God, also, I'm looking him up now. James Corden? James Corden with a C. With a C. Oh, Star Corden. With a C. Cordon Blue. Yeah, it, Cor- Corbin Blue. Okay. Did you see him? I don't um, know about this guy. This, this guy doesn't look funny at all. No, he's not. He's not. He's, like, arrogant, and he's not funny. He's He's British, so there's that. Um, oh. but, uh, did you see when, uh, I mean, I can't, I told you about this, right? When John Mayer did, uh, American Pie on Letterman, like the whole 10 minute song. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I can't stand John Mayer, but it's pretty amazing. And also Ray Romano said that when he was watching that interview, he got very nostalgic because, you know, you, you reach a certain age and then you get nostalgic about everything and American Pie is a song. And then, you know, he says the day the music dies and then this. You know, May twentieth is for me when the comedy dies, and then Dave was like Ray, 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 and like trying to console him because Ray Romano was like tearing up. It was very uh, emotional because Ray Romano he was doing stand up and working and stuff for like ten years, and and nothing was really popping mm-hmm. off. And then he did a spot on the Late Show with David Letterman on the Ed Sullivan stage, and he gets a call like from Worldwide Pants a week later saying Dave wants to develop a. a sitcom around your act and that winds up being everybody loves Raymond and now he's Ray Romano you know what I mean right yeah right yeah there's, there's a lot of love for uh, Dave Letterman you know who would be good to host though and it's completely random think who? Paul Rudd what do you think about Paul Rudd <laughs> so good um, I think, I think, yes, I think, uh, if you're going in that direction, Michael Lee and Black might be the better choice, who apparently... Yeah, he could be great, too, yeah. Well, he came very close to getting the Late Late Show, uh, over Craig Ferguson, but they went with Ferguson in the end, and right. some, some people think that may have been a mistake, you know, maybe, maybe they should have had, a Black in there instead. Um, I don't mean a Black person, I mean a, you know, anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, we gotta go. Uh, we gotta go. But uh, but we'll we'll continue to talk about this after my soul is tarnished and crushed and and um and you know after the music dies uh, less than a week from tonight in six days, bro. That's the end. I know. I, I know. We gotta talk about this some more. I think this is a yes. huge. We gotta have a whole episode just dedicated to this. I think. Yeah, another one. This this was the first one. This was not enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah. when, it, when it comes to the end, you're going to really feel it. I'm going to feel it, and it's going to be different. You know, it's going to be quite changing, I think. But uh, we'll get through it together. You know, we'll talk about it. We'll get through it with our listeners. Our listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Uh, somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll... What are you going to do with that fucking bitch cunt, motherfucker? <laughs> You're going to turn her around, bend her over, lift her underwear over her head, and give her a good old atomic wedgie. 
<laughs> good night, weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.